America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Independent restaurants were especially hard hit. During the COVID pandemic, nationwide, as many as 110,000 restaurants have closed since the pandemic began in March. The National Restaurant Association also says food service sales have fallen $255 million. We'll get some fresh numbers from my guest today on Lincoln Live. Zoe Olson, Nebraska Restaurant Association Executive Director, is here to talk about the restaurant industry. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Dale. What was the uh, pandemic impact on Nebraska restaurants? Uh, Very mixed. Um, We probably, um, last numbers we had for Nebraska specific was a survey that was done the end of November of last year. And at that time we had 35% of our, our respondents said they expected to close permanently if help did not come in the next six months. And so with the restaurant recovery fund that the National Restaurant Association and and we worked for, um, we expect that number to drop. I know the 110,000 is what's out there right now, but I just heard from our national that they expect that number is going to go downward to about 90,000, which still isn't good, but it's not as bad as we thought. Um, So people are coming back to our restaurants, which is great. We, we love that. Um, we are having staffing issues as everybody in the state is having, everybody in the country is having. Um, and again, that there's a lot of reasons for that. I don't think you can really say it's just one thing. Um, but, um, and then prices are going up. They're going up everywhere They're So it is what it is. And uh, we're just going to work through it. Yeah, we'll talk about some of those, the hiring issues, sure. the pricing issues. But the simple act of carryout mm-hmm. kept some restaurants from closing. Nebraska ranked number one at one point in uh-huh. carryout across the country. Simple, but was it easy? I want you to, to oh. help help those of us who have never worked in the food industry understand that fundamental shift okay. like carryout. So when we talk about restaurants, you can't say once you've seen one restaurant, you've seen them all. You can say once you've seen one restaurant, you've seen one restaurant. We represent fast food. We represent fast casual. We represent uh, midline casual to fine dining. Those are all very different business models. When the pandemic first hit and dining rooms were closed down, the fast casual restaurants, uh, or excuse me, fast food restaurants, did the best because if you think about swinging by and picking something up you're going to do it from a a a fast food restaurant because they've got a drive-through that's what they're set up for and that's what you think about right so then we saw during the pandemic that restaurants that weren't really much into carry out business developed this whole other um business model and they had to do it and they had to do it pretty much on a dime they had to figure this out and figure it out fast And so um, the family meal packs became incredibly popular. I mean, 
people loved those because you could pull up, they would give you dinner for four and you drove away and um, life was good, right? But then we had fine dining restaurants, many who just closed their dining rooms and said, you know, we're not opening until we can have our dining room open because some some food doesn't translate well in a styrofoam or paper container <laughs> that you're gonna get home. Um, and so it, it was across the gamut of what are we doing and how are we doing it? Um, but carry out, we were so humbled to know how much we were valued in this state because per capita, we led the nation in, um, in, those, um, in those efforts and it showed how important we are to the economy in Nebraska. As go the restaurants, so goes our economy. As does, you know, not just in Nebraska, but, but the nation. We are a huge driver of the economy. And uh, we were just so pleased that people took care of, you know, took advantage of takeout Tuesday and carry out Wednesday and it's date night on Friday and I don't want to cook on Monday and Sunday dinner on Sunday. I mean, I could, I could come up with all of them because, you know, why not? Um, <laughs> um, and so we were just very humbled that Nebraskans really stepped up and said, hey, we're going to support these restaurants. To your point, Zoe, of restaurants shifting and mm -hmm. doing what they needed to do, are there service practices once, pick a definition for normal, once we are back to normal, are there service practices that we will probably not see again? We will, will we see tables of 10? Will we see crowds in restaurants? How have restaurants changed their service practices for the future? Oh my gosh. Um, so some things we'll still see. I think the QR code menu will be one thing that stays um, Explain for most that. restaurants. Explain that, that if you would, Zoe. Okay, a QR code menu. If you go to a restaurant and you see they have a QR code, that square with the squiggly lines on it, and you scan it with your smartphone, the menu is going to appear on your phone. And that was developed during the pandemic for a couple of reasons. One, we knew there were going to be issues with um, supply chain and especially with proteins. So our meat, we knew that before it ever hit anywhere else our suppliers were telling us that's gonna be a problem. And they suggested that you needed to be able to quickly change your menu for what was available, okay? So maybe you can't serve that one thing that you're known for because you just can't get the protein that goes in there, switch to something else. Well, a QR code menu is something that can be changed immediately. You're not printing anything, you're not having to collect menus, you're not having to disinfect, all that stuff. Um, and so I think that's something that's going to change, uh, especially with what we're going through now. Um, we also see that there are restaurants that, you know, really embrace that um, to-go model. And we have restaurants that are still doing that. They're, they're now doing subscription meals. So you can get on their, their list and you can subscribe to three to five meals a week or a, you know a month however you want to do it and they will deliver those or you can pick them up and it's people are rediscovering what they can do um, you know where they used to think you had to be in a restaurant seated maybe now it's more fun to be at home and bring that stuff and have that more casual atmosphere in your home um, alcohol to go certainly helped that because you could have that signature cocktail with your your meal so um you know probably the most popular i've heard about is when you're ordering mexican food and you can take margaritas to go that's that's what people usually bring up but 
Um, so those types of things where those are going to keep existing, I think. I don't think they're going to go away because this has made a, a certain segment of our population more um, concerned to be out in community. Um, but also we just got used to a different thing. And since it works, let's keep doing that. Um, our restaurants back at full capacity. Technically they can be with the shorting, with the staffing shortage that our whole state and the country's going through, um, you'll probably see that we're not at full capacity. And we're going to use some of those uh, techniques that we learned in COVID of spacing tables out because that's a way to lower your capacity and still get that great guest experience. We can't sacrifice service for uh, capacity. So we have to manage what we have and make it still a great guest experience because if people are upset because they have to wait too long for something, that can kill you as well. Yeah, so. at, at this at this point in time, Zoe, as we speak, when customers return to a restaurant, they will find two things. One, probably not enough help, mm -hmm. not enough staff, and two, the prices are higher. And the reason prices are higher is because the owners and the managers have had to absorb some higher prices. Cheese up $30 a case, tomatoes, mm -hmm. olives, uh, other products up 30%, even pizza boxes are costing more these days. Absolutely. So of the segment of population that is willing to return, they need to expect a change, a different environment. Fair to say? Absolutely fair to say. And, um, and, and put this all in perspective. How does, how does waiting a little bit longer for a table impact your life? Is it the worst thing that ever happened to you? I'm guessing not. Uh, it's a great time to sit and just relax. Maybe talk with your dinner companion uh, before you come into the restaurant and or before you're seated. Just have a little space to acknowledge that we're all we're all still de dealing with this. And I will tell you that people who work in hospitality are exhausted and stressed to the max. So we'd really appreciate you know that kindness. Are prices going to go up? Sure. I've been to the grocery store. Um, I had an apply a major appliance fail in my home, and it's going to be a while before I get a new one. Uh, thank goodness I'm not building a new home because I understand those are the cost of those are up 30 to 40 percent just because the cost of materials, or if you can even get materials. Um, so it's not just our industry; we're a global economy. Um, there's a supply chain issue with uh, not having enough truckers, and most of the stuff, um, most of our goods in this country travel by truck. Um, there's just, there's not one good reason why this is happening. It's multi-layer, multi-faceted, and it's worldwide. We're in a global economy and we have to deal with the effects of this pandemic for a while yet. We didn't expect, our industry didn't expect to get back to whatever normal is until probably the end of 2021. Zoe, between now and the end of the year, uh Restaurants have applied for some of the money, the restaurant recovery mm -hmm. fund included in the American Rescue Package. So does right. the rest of the year, will there be an incremental noticeable difference in the restaurant environment between now and the end of the year when that money becomes available? Um, the main thing that money, as it becomes available and gets hopefully replenished, is uh, businesses staying in business. Mm. 
um, that's the main point of that. Uh, you can't take a, a business and just shut it down or shutter it or completely change how they do business and really reduce sales and expect that they're just going to come back full force as they were before. It's just that's not logical uh, to even think that. So this is just um, the restaurant recovery fund is really uh, to keep people in business, to keep those that 35 percent of, of Nebraska uh, restaurants that said we won't be in business if we don't get help in the next six months. That's what that was for. So yeah, I appreciate you taking us into the Restaurant Association, taking us into that business. Well, thank you for having us. Uh, you know, dine out often or take home often and support your local restaurant. We're here for you. And please just understand that we're doing the best we can and We'll be back stronger than ever. I really believe that. Zoe Olson is Nebraska Restaurant Association Executive Director joining me on Lincoln Live.